Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's me for this week, me for today. It's just me. Swear down, I'm going to get a guest one of these days. And then you'll know. Then you'll be surprised. A guest. I've already got one in mind. Just if they'll do it. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave reviews. Leave us a review. Tell other people how much you love the podcast. Anyway, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast, The Darkest Timeline. I haven't worked out if that's like a terrible way to start a podcast yet. I should probably listen back and see if it's really like offensive. Um, obviously, it's not the start, not the actual start of the podcast. There's all the stuff that comes before it. So, you know. Anyway, enough about that. How are you doing? Are you well? Are you good? Um, I do hope you are well. Uh Hay fever is getting me like a mo foe right now. After my after my eyelid inside out. Ah. Oh. Um super weird week of stuff this week. Um some will be an absolute delight. Others will be an absolute delight in a completely different way. So let's see how that goes. Um starting off with a it's, it's like a moan, but with the moan removed. I got new internet. So the story goes like this. My internet provider sent me an email that said, Hey, we're discontinuing your email. Uh, discontinuing your email. We're discontinuing your internet. I was like, I didn't realize that was a thing. They were like, hey, you know, here's a, here's some options. You can do this and that and the other. Pay this much. Do this. Job done. And I went, okay. But it wasn't one of those, it'll automatically roll over. It was, you physically need to phone us to do this. And I'm like, ugh, come on. But I did. I phoned them. I said, hey, I've had this thing from you. Is this legit? They were like, uh, yes, it is. Uh, we're, we're discontinuing that service. I'm like, is, is this a thing? Anyway. So they went through all these options. They're like, you can go on to this, which is exactly the same, and you'll get great speeds and da-da-da-da. Uh, this is then the part where they tell me all the stuff that I'm paying for on a monthly basis that I absolutely do not use and I'm there going you, you're telling me I'm paying 16 pounds a month for something I don't use and have never used that's fun let's get rid of that oh yeah I can do that for you cool so I'm like okay I need to be very clear about one thing. Um, recently had some work done to the house. The current internet does not reach to 
the other side of the house as well as I would like it. Um, I really, I've, I've seen in your in your literature and what you've told me in this mini sales pitch uh, that the the new internet that you offer has has no um, dead dead zones. It reaches the entire house. Will this cover the house the way it is now? Yes, absolutely. We we pride ourselves on uh, on no dead zones. If we put it into your house, you will be covered. Cool. So, do you want to go ahead with this? It was, it was like there was a sales pitch element to this. I'm like, hey, I'm phoning you for internet, so let's let's move this bit along. I was like, let's do it. Cool. Um, they're like, oh, uh, when the engineer comes and this, that, and the other, just make sure you tell them that um, you, you know, you've got this this element, and they'll they'll do absolutely the best thing that they can for you to make sure there's no dead zones of internet in your house. Okay, cool, that's fantastic. Um, and then I had another call from them at some point. As I, I just want to double check a couple of things with you. Um, one is about like outage, like when it's changed over. They're like, oh, it's only going to be a couple of hours. It's like cool. Uh, I was like, the other thing is, you know, I'm really conscious of this this issue that I've got at the moment. Like the internet's getting worse, so it's definitely not going to be a problem. Definitely not going to be a problem. Cool. Um, I was at home on the day the engineer came, and the engineer came in and went, right, let's get this done. I'll be out of your hair in 20 minutes. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I bet they told you it was going to take hours, didn't it? I was like, yeah, they did. Like, yeah, just just a quick changeover. I'll be out of here before you could even boil the kettle. I.e., the, the guy refused a drink. Internet went in, boom, shakalaka, and away we go. Literally, almost no downtime. I'm like, this is great. Uh, so, this that evening, I'm like, let's see about the the dead zone element. I go off into the other side of the house. I get to the other side of the house, and it's like, okay, firstly. Your your TV, your consoles, everything in that side of the house really struggling to get an internet signal. Like, <laughs> great. Secondly, your mobile phone has no internet. It's, it's going on to 4G the moment you step through the door. I'm like, this is fantastic. So... I was like, right, I'm going to have to contact them because they've told me. Um, they've told me that uh, this is absolutely not going to be a problem. And it 100% is a problem. Kind of suspected it was going to be that kind of system. You know, you kind of know, don't you? You kind of suspect. So... I had, a, I had an email, and in the email it was like, um, oh, you know, any trouble, any trouble, uh, you can contact us on uh, live chat. Now, I'm a big fan of live chat. 
if it works. If you get on a live chat that's like, bing, bang, bong, 20 minutes, you're done. Great. If you get on a live chat that is you know, poor connection for a start, you know, I don't know, like you've got bad internet at home and can't get connected, this is a problem. Um, so, shortest version is this. I spoke to four people. It took over two hours and the outcome was this. They part of this system is they can send you an additional like router essentially, and you put the additional router in the in another part of your house, and the two work together, give you internet in a in a wider area. That's absolutely gonna do the job. No problems, no worry. Somebody says to me early on in the two-hour process, um Okay, uh, your plan doesn't cover an additional router. So I'm going to need 90 quid from you. Shall I go ahead and process the order, i.e. take the money for it? And I went, absolutely not. As I was like, you have massively overpromised on this one. And hugely under-delivered, knowing full well that my original conversation with them will have been on a recorded line, so that will have had me saying to them, look, I need, this is the only thing I care about. I'm like, I've, I've got you dead to rights on this one. They were like, yes, but your plan doesn't cover an additional router, so you need to pay for it. I was like, I'm not giving you £90 because you haven't delivered the service you promised me. This went back and forth a little bit. I was like, right, let's cut, let's cut this right here and now. Log this as a formal complaint because you haven't given the service I need. Oh, I, I, I can do that, but I need to put you through to somebody from complaints. Okay, do that then. Okay, just hang on a second. You definitely want to log a formal complaint. Definitely want to log a formal complaint. Go through to this person. Cool. Hi, I'm so-and-so from complaints. How can I help you? So I went through the whole thing with them. Okay, cool. Uh, right. Uh, I, I, I absolutely want to get this sorted for you. And there's, and there's no question about this. I absolutely want to get this sorted for you. Cool. Hello. Uh, hello. Are you are you still there? Are you? Oh, okay. So we lost connection for a few minutes, and you've gone. Going through the chat, it restarted the entire process. Hi, you know, hi, how are you doing? I'm from your service provider. Uh, how can I help you? <sighs> I was on with somebody. They put me through to compliance. Da, da, da. All right, okay, let's get you sorted. Can you go and look at your route? I was like, I've done all of this. Just put me through to someone from complaints. Okay, no problem. I'll do that now person from complaints comes on okay i see you've got some problems can i just ask what the problem is i'm like really you can't look back through any sort of transcript of my issue so i went through with them hi you know uh, 
this is the problem this is what you're now telling me you want 90 quid from me for a service you haven't provided that i specifically asked you for i'm not prepared to pay the 90 pounds i need you to log a formal complaint hello oh for fuck's sake so like i said four times this happened by the fourth person who I thought was a complaint person, I went through this entire process with them, and I was like, look, I need you to log a complaint. They were like, yeah, yeah, definitely, no problem. I was like, and they just kept asking me these weird questions. I was like, are you from the complaints department? No, I can put you through to complaints if you like. Log it as a complaint and put me through to the complaints department. And then it got disconnected again. I was like, Fuck. Um, at which point it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. I'd started at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'd done a workout. I'd done a treadmill session. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to ring them tomorrow. Now, here's the thing. Recently, Things don't seem to annoy me the way they do. This wasn't a situation where I was annoyed. I was frustrated somewhat. But I already knew the situation. I knew the outcome. I knew what the solution to the problem was. I just needed them to get on and do it. The solution was they wanted to charge me 90 quid. I tell them I'm going to complain because they've under-delivered. They erase the £90 charge, send me the thing, and everything's fine. I was like, I'm going to have to ring him tomorrow. I'm going to have to physically speak to someone. Ten minutes later, I get a text message. Hi, we realised that you wanted to lodge a complaint. Uh, we'll let you know the progress of your complaint. I was like, strange. Almost immediately, I get another text message. Uh, hi, this is about your complaint number, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we, we've closed that complaint. I was like, fantastic. I thought, hang on a minute. Before I, before I you know, get miffed. Uh, let me just check my emails. Check my email. Hi, you've raised a complaint with us. Uh, what we've done is we've sent you a new router and we've wiped out the £90 charge. When you get the new router, set it as a... There was this like terminology, it was like, basically it's not your main router, it's an additional router, and then it'll work fine. Uh, we're really sorry, have a nice day. I was like, okay. <laughs> if that's true, that's exactly what should have happened right at the very start. I just, it was like, it was the most long-winded, complicated, unnecessary process to then get the outcome that should have been simple from the very start. I was like, I think there's some crossed wires here, and I don't believe that this is the case. It said it could take three to five days. I'll, I'll make a note that this is the situation. 
And literally, they sent me a survey to complete. How happy are you with us? How likely are you to recommend us? After you complained about us, did we do what you wanted us to? And I went, your service is terrible. I'm never going to recommend you to anybody. And you haven't sorted my complaint out. I submitted the survey and there was a knock at the door. And I opened the door and there was a postman there. Hi, I've got this for you. And I took it and it was an additional router. I was like, hmm coincidence me thinks not so um yeah plug the new router in um there are a series of questions around how this system actually works because if you can't get the signal from the original router to the devices you're using how does an additional router do the job differently what i can tell you is this i've got internet on the other side of the house so meh um an update on my tiredness um it's a very quick update but uh, i've reached a point now where it might have been saturday a couple of days ago um i think i had a power nap in the morning and a power nap in the afternoon and that allowed me to get through to the evening. Which I was like, hey, you know, I feel I feel fine at this point in time. I feel okay. I feel able to function and operate and enjoy my Saturday evening. However, I needed two naps to be able to do that. Is it an age thing? Or is it like like the the the, the you know the competing argument at this point in time is slowly being poisoned? Any, you know, any sort of situation other than my situation, you'd think that was ridiculous. I honestly think that there's a high chance, personally. And honestly, list of possible people. <laughs> Somebody could be listening to this right now going, shit, he's me. So, at the start of the podcast, I was like, oh, this week's going to be a doozy. Um... The doozy I was referring to is this. Does anybody remember uh, that little mentioned thing about when I broke my arm? Yeah. Uh, Anybody remember how it happened? Short recap, if nobody remembers. Uh, I was running and I tripped over. Uh, it It was a raised manhole cover. I tripped over. It was six, one half dozen of the other in the sense that if I'd have lifted my feet, foot ever so slightly more than I did, wouldn't have tripped over. But, you know, manhole cover. So that was that. Uh, I got out for a run. And uh, I head out in the <laughs> same area as I tripped over and broke my arm. And I'm running. Not running, but you know. You know the deal. I'm heading towards the area. I'd had a conversation with a neighbour who was asking me about my injury. And I was like... They were like, does it hurt? I was like, it does. Like, quite often it hurts. It's like, the weird thing is, like, I've got strength back in the arm. I can lift weights the way I used to lift weights before it was broken. 
but it hurts a lot. And he was saying, like, from his experience of breaking a bone, it's two, three years before it stops hurting. I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah, just make sure you don't do it again. I'm like, eh, probably not, you know, high on my list of to-dos. So I'm running, and I'm running, and I'm running. Uh, we already know where this is going, so I won't, you know, beat around the bush too much. Um, I tripped over. Now, firstly, I didn't break my arm. Honestly, this news is a surprise to me. The only th- the only thing I can say is that I feel there are two factors in this. One, when I broke my arm, I said at the time that it was like the world went into super slow motion. Like I'd, ha- I'd managed to have like a complete conversation with myself about what was actually happening because for the first few seconds of this fall, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea what was happening. Then I realized, I tried to correct. It was a little too late. Part of the way that I went down is what caused the break. And that was that. The damage I thought I'd done, the worst damage I thought I'd done, was to my cheek. It's like the high cheekbone. I thought I'd, you know, I'd smashed that into the floor and I thought I'd grazed it all and stuff. Weirdly, was the least, there was no sign of any damage to my face. But ultimately, I had a purple toe and a broken arm. So I trip. This time, it was so fast. So incredibly fast. I don't think I had time to react at all. The Almost the last things that contacted the ground were my hands, arms, and whatever else. So, on one hand, it's it's nothing short of some kind of weird, you know, miracle that I didn't break my arm, arms, or whatever. Especially on an already uh, weakened arm. Um, but, maybe... That was part of, the part of the reason I didn't break my arm is because it happened so fast and I didn't have enough time to react. My face is what took the brunt of the force. So all I can think is I am so glad I put a hat on and I put a cap on. I've had this thing recently. I don't often like to wear sunglasses when I run because of the sweat and the steam. And it's very, isn't it's a good idea in theory, but it's never a good idea in practice. So, I bought the majority of this fall in my face, but the cap played a part in I think saving some elements so basically smashed my mouth into the ground this i cannot even begin to describe how fast this happened i think i registered the trip after smashing my face into the floor honestly i cannot even describe how fast it happened my 
my face, my mouth straight into the ground. I think the cap, the peak of the cap, saved me from worse damage. And when I say worse damage, I mean I did some damage. Um, basically tried to push my top and bottom teeth through my lower lip. Um, checked for blood when I could move and found blood. Was like, what the fuck? When I used to stand up and was piercing blood out of my face. Um, so I tried to put all of my front teeth through my bottom lip. Blood pouring out of my mouth. I'm like, have I broken my arm? No. I took a picture of all the blood all over the floor. And I took a picture of my face that was bleeding profusely. And then I got back on with my run and ran another two and a half, three miles. Because what else was I going to do? I needed to get a run in. Um, honestly, I have gone through some interesting things over the last few days. Um, obviously, there was the aspect that... Um, I, I had some mental trauma from falling over and breaking my arm. It has affected my exercise routine from that moment on. And I'm still recovering from that. Um, this one, I was just like, you swore this was never going to happen again. You swore you were going to pick your feet up, make sure to never trip over again, make sure to be, to have a bit more wherewithal about it, just be more present, be more aware, don't fall over in the middle of the street when there's nobody around, that's the other thing, part of me expects somebody to come running over and be like, oh my god, are you okay, but there's never anybody around, it honestly less traumatic but man the inside of my mouth was and still is a mess it's reached that point now where the healing process there's a lot of like flappy skin going on um a delayed injury is i'm pretty sure when i fell over the first time i did some damage to my left knee and i've been struggling with it ever since um i think this time other than my face smashing into the concrete i have also hurt my knee again which having had what was apparently quite a bad bang to it the first time the second one has also been quite bad and i've also hurt my other knee obviously running and working out daily uh, there are issues with with you know regarding the knees um and i'm kind of fearing what be my what might be in the future so now things are going to get even weirder um i've toyed Um, I've, I've toyed with how to go about t 
talking about this. And unfortunately for me, rather than you, I think it falls into that category of I always try and be as honest as I can, so I kind of have to go through it. I kind of go through it as quick as I can in a way. Have you ever had somebody in your life, not necessarily in your life, but somebody who you just want the best for them? Friend, family member, as a parent, your children. And then have you got somebody that you feel the same way, but that just you're just aware of that person? Let's say somebody who's famous, let's say a celebrity, let's say, you know, you're a big you're a big Lady Gaga fan. And absolutely everything that Lady Gaga does, you support, you get behind, you you are just, you're there. Every moment of everything that person does. Um, I, feel, I feel that way about a variety of different people. Some of those people have changed. You know, more recently there have been um, a collection of um, ultra-athletes. Uh, because I just became absolutely uh, amazed by anybody that can do an ultra marathon or an ultra endurance event or whatever. Then there was a lot of um, there was a lot of military stuff. I, I went down this like military rabbit hole and then it emerged um, with some sort of knowledge of mostly American military. You know, random maybe. Um, but what I can say is over the, what is now a lot of years, there is one person that I always root for. And I'm always like, yes, that person, absolutely rooting for them, support anything that they do. Uh, and that is comedian Bert Kreischer. There's probably a lot, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and there's probably a lot of psychological reasons why this is. I've kind of started to unpack it from a psychological perspective, and I've kind of landed on probably why, um, why this, why this is. Um, so, uh, comedian Bert Kreischer, podcaster Bert Kreischer, and you know all that um, has a has a movie, has a film coming out, and there was an opportunity for me to go and see this film last week. It was going to cost a fortune. An absolute fortune. And the only cinema that was showing the premiere was making it incredibly difficult to get to see this film. Tickets for the film were going to be like astronomical as far as cinema tickets are concerned. And you needed to be a member of their like subscription service, which is not cheap. They sell it to you as it's cheap, but it isn't. It's expensive. It was going to cost me £30, over £30, to get the ball rolling. But it, I worked out it was going to actually cost me £52 over three months to go and see this film. This was a point in time, as I think I mentioned last week, money is super tight at the moment. So, no matter how much I wanted to, it was not a thing. It didn't stop me being sad, though. Um, I like a good story. I like to be able to tell a good story. I like to say, I did this thing, 
X amount of time ago. It was maybe a little bit crazy. But it's still, a, you know, I like the story. So in the unmade decision, can't go. Almost at the same time, it was like, hey, you know, uh, you can always just go next week and pay normal cinema prices to see another premiere. It's not the premiere, but it's a, an advanced screening. I was like, I'll, I'll just do that then. Which was fine. I resigned myself to that, even though I still felt, you know, I felt bad. You want to support, you want to show up, you want to show out. So that was that. Now, I don't know if I, I don't necessarily feel like I've been overly emotional the last week. I can't tell you that I feel like, you know, the slightest thing will set me off. You know, that sort of thing. Not the case. I like to check in on the old social media and on certain social media platforms. Not going to lie. The number one reason I'm there is to see what Bert Kreischer is up to that day. Um, so... I'm checking out the, the, the stories and the feeds and the whatever. And um, there was this video. A video uh, of Bert and his wife. And they were um, they were out for a meal or a drink or whatever. And then he's watching this video where his wife's arranged this surprise for these other podcasters to fly out. Meet him on the red carpet. Have a beer and stuff. And he got quite emotional about it. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I don't know what the reason was, but it made me emotional. I was like, "Oh man, you know, that's cool. It's amazing that somebody's done that. That's you know, it's made him emotional. It's made him really happy. Um, it made me emotional. That was that." But I ended up watching this video over and over and over, and it kept popping up on all different social media platforms. And I kept watching the video, and I was like, "Man, you know, every time I watch this video, it makes me emotional." Premiere comes around, they did this massive premiere for the film, and it looked it looked awesome, it looked amazing. Um, and, you know, there was part that part of me like, oh man, I wish I'd gone to see the film, because there was supposed to be this live event beforehand and all of this. Um, so, because of the premiere, another video emerged as part of the premiere, uh, you can't say Bert Kreischer without saying Tom Segura. Two go hand in hand. They do a podcast together. They are um, very similar. Not comedy wise, but they're very much... You know, you can't say one without saying the other. It's as simple as that. For whatever reason, that's how it is. So, there was a thing where Tom wasn't going to be able to be at the premiere of the, mu of the movie. And that was that. And then there was a video of him turning up randomly at the premiere of the movie surprising Bert Bert cries and all this I watched this video I am like I, I was so glad that I was on my own when I seen it because it made me emotional I was like oh my god that's amazing all of this again I watched this video over and over and over every single time that Tom surprises Bert I, I got emotional then <laughs> As if that's not enough, Tom Segura then posts on social media almost the behind the scenes of him turning up at the premiere. He does a whole video about, you know, I'm supposed to, I'm not supposed to be there. 
he knows that because he knows I've got an event. But instead, I'm going to make the journey. He's going to fly from Texas to LA and surprise his friend and support him in his movie. So there's him on the plane, there's him in the car, there's him walking in through the premiere, and then there's him going over to Bert and being like, hey, uh, but this video <laughs> had even more of that bit, because what I had seen was a clip. This was like a full-blown video. So Bert is very emotional, he's obviously very happy, um, he was angry that he felt Tom had lied to him, all this. He's emotional. I'm emotional. There's a lot of emotion going on. And yet again, I see this video multiple times. I get emotional every time. I feel some kind of weird addiction that I need to watch this video over and over and over. And I think it's largely to do with the fact that I was like, that's a really nice thing. That's some that's someone's friend who has done something nice for the other person. And I... That used to be the core of my being. That used to be the fabric of my being. That used to be who I was and what I was about. And then that was basically beaten out of me over years and years and years and years and years. And now, you, now you've got this. This is the, the version of me that sees that and goes, oh, that's really nice and gets emotional. So, <laughs> so few days of an emotional roller coaster didn't feel emotional the rest of the time did watch these three videos in the region of about 100 times so you know got emotional every single time so there's a there's a point uh, so when i say emotional i mean like you know well up maybe roll a single tear there's a point where I'm watching the video and I'm sitting with my youngest daughter. And I was like, hey, you see this video here? This makes me cry every time I watch it. And my youngest daughter said to me, why? And I started to explain why it makes me emotional. And man, the floodgates opened. I was like, well, it's just the fact that that's his friend. That's his best friend. And his best friend's done something. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> but I was saying, I was like, it's his best friend and his best friend's done something nice for him. And that's what we're supposed to do in this world. We're supposed to do nice things for other people. And I was like, maybe, that, maybe that's why it made me so emotional because I'm like that just doesn't exist anymore so uh, yeah weirdly that was the last time I watched any of those videos um, very very strange Speak, <laughs> speaking of the, uh, the the movie Bert's movie I tried to book to see it for the normal screening, not the premiere button. It's still an advanced screening. I tried to book it on the on the app because everything's got an app these days. I tried to book it and they were like, uh, tickets, seven quid. Uh, but it's got a 90 
4 pence, 95 pence booking fee. So, uh, there's that. I'm like, I'm not going to give you the best part of a pound just to book it online. This whole concept is ridiculous. It does not cost the company any more money. They're not printing anything. There's nobody processing it at the other end. It is a scam. You can sod off. And here's why. Because I'm going to be out and about in the next couple of days. And I'm going to pass that cinema. And I will walk through the door. I will walk up to the counter. I will buy a ticket and save myself a pound. Obviously we won't talk about the petrol slash diesel that I will have spent to get there. And that is what I did. So, it was going to cost, I think it was like $7.94. I can find out because I'll have it right here. It'll tell me that my thing's timed out. Sorry, continue session. Here we go. And, sorry, it's $6.99 for the ticket. Continue. Uh, This seat here. Go. Okay, so here it is. It's six ninety nine for the ticket. It's ninety five pence booking fee. Total seven pounds ninety four pence. I walk into the cinema. I say I'd like one ticket for the machine on the day that it's on. Yep, I can absolutely do that for you, even though it's an advanced ticket, I can definitely sort that out for you. That's $7.99, please. I was like, did I get it wrong when I was looking on the app? Was it £8 on the app? Was it £9? I don't feel like I got it right, I don't understand. I was like, "Uh, whatever, I've come all this way, I just need to get the ticket sorted, so let's just get it sorted. Paid the money, I walked away. I'm looking at the ticket, I'm like, $7.99? Maybe I got it wrong. I go back to the app, I go to the thing, I go through the process. It would have cost me five pence less to book the ticket through the app and pay the booking fee. Somebody explained that one to me. How, in which reality is that a thing? I am waiting to hear somebody justify this one to me. I had to go onto Twitter to see if they had a a Twitter page, because I was going to take a picture of both things. Send it to them and go, go on then, explain this one to me. Absolute insanity. Obviously, I'll know for next time to just book it on the app. A booking fee for a digital ticket that nobody has processed at the other end. It's all done through the system. Where's the cost involved? It's a jack. It's a scam. It's a robbery. Final thing, final thought for the week. In an almost Jerry Springer-esque kind of way. Last week I was very open and honest about um, my weight and random weight gain. 
So, I'm going to do the same this week. This week, stepped on the scales and was like, I wonder what this is going to look like. One hand, I'm like, I've curbed things this week. On the other hand, I was like, I have also missed a few meals for a variety of different reasons. I had a really good fasting day on Sunday. I, I, there's, there's a possibility I won't have put any weight on, fingers crossed. Stepped on scales. And this week I lost four pounds. Which is great. Puts me nearly back to where I was, which, you know, on one hand, great. On the other hand, not great. On the other hand, lost four pounds in a week. That's pretty good. But all, all I could think was, if I could lose four pounds every week, this whole situation wouldn't be a problem. Food for thought, maybe. Mmm, food. Uh, like I said, that's the week. Um, I've actually watched um, something TV-based that I can talk about. Um, uh, McGregor Forever Episode 1. I think there's four episodes of this. Uh, it's the uh, Conor McGregor Netflix TV four-episode limited series, whatever the hell they call these things. <sighs> Little bit of a backstory here. A while ago, I watched the uh, Conor McGregor Conor McGregor documentary, uh, Notorious, I think it's called. I thoroughly enjoyed it. There was one thing that I questioned through the entire thing: How did they know, going all the way back to the start of his career, how did they know to follow him around, or did they follow a load of people around and just? at the end of it go well it turned out that this was the guy we should have been following so it's great that we did um it's very interesting you know you whatever you think feel whatever uh you can't deny the in some way in a lot of ways talent in a lot of other ways the the charisma the energy you know the the character side of things not gonna lie more recently, I've had less and less time for Conor McGregor because I I think it's a simple fact of if you give somebody a hundred million dollars and just tell them, hey, don't go crazy, that's like saying there's a big red button there, don't press it. I think it's impossible to have ridiculous amounts of money and not go a little bit crazy. Um... There's there's a lot of, hey, look at how much money I've got, which, yeah, you can kind of understand, but after a while it kind of gets a bit like, uh, let's, let's not, yeah. Um, but, going back to what I was saying before, you still can't deny the abilities, the character, the charisma, all of that. So I had some interest. As it is, uh, I've watched episode one. I think they're an hour a pop or around about an hour a pop. I've watched episode one. I've watched half of episode two. We're going to talk about episode one. Um, it's a set at a time when um, Connor had had time away 
from the UFC. Which always puzzles me, especially when you're holding belts. It's always a bit of a weird one. Uh, I think in the end they said it was like two years. Which, I don't know. A uh, train's come back for a fight. Um, and it follows that journey, is what I'll say there. No spoilers. Um, anything like that's interesting. I think the the thing that is becoming quite apparent is that once you're in a certain, you know, sport, uh, at the very least, once you're in a sport, um, sport takes toll on your body. Once you reach a certain age, you start seeing injuries, and that is the thing that is coming out a lot. Obviously, most people will know what this series is working towards, shall we say. Um, so, there's that. Uh, I watched half of the second episode today which um i was enjoying but it is very much a there was this injury now there's this injury now we've got another injury uh we're announcing fights but there are injuries left right and center sort of sort of thing so that's tv tv I watched a film and luckily for me you and everyone else it's a film i've not seen and it was reasonably new, I think in the last year. Uh, it's a film called The Little Things. Film starring not one, not two, but three Oscar-winning actors. Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Uh, well, very quickly, works on the principle of... Um, Small town cop has to go to think it's Los Angeles, maybe, to collect some evidence. Turns out he used to work there. Um, Rami Malek is like the the lead detective that department. They've got a serial killer on their hands, and the two of them end up working together. Um, Number one suspect in the serial killer murder type deal. That's right, Jared Leto. Um, not going to lie, he was the best thing about it. And I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk badly of Jared Leto because I kind of like Jared Leto, even though he gets a lot of he gets a lot of stick for a lot of things he does. I kind of like him. Um, he was the best thing in it because he had to play creepy guy, which this isn't a dig, but I don't think it's. Fa- I don't think he was reaching. Um, for a film that has three Oscar winners, and the trailer made it look like, oh, now then we've got a situation where could it be this guy? Or could it be this guy? Or maybe it's this guy. There was a lot of times in this film that I was like, man, this film's dull. Like, I was explaining to my eldest about it, and I was saying, you know, when you've got a point in a film where one of the main actors, one of the main characters is falling asleep, sitting in a car, and I'm there going, yeah, do you know why you're falling asleep sitting in a car? Because it's boring. You know what's more boring than that? Watching it. There was the middle was this entire long drawn out section of not a lot of stuff. 
it gets to the back end, you think, hey, we're going to get to find out what actually happened. Who is the killer? Gets to the back end. There's a there's a twist, and then there's another twist, and then there's another twist. And then the film ends. At the end of the film, after it's finished, you go, what exactly happened in that film? Because you're expecting the entire time... This is kind of a spoiler, but you're expecting the whole time that by the end, it's all going to make sense. And by the end, none of it makes any sense. And I was like, I, I really feel like you've wa- you've wasted an opportunity there. You've got these three actors, uh, good actors. I was going to say great, but you know. Across the board, uh, the average is they are good actors. And then you've got this film that was just by the by the end. I went. I feel that was a waste of time. I feel. I feel I wasted my time watching that film. Um, it's not terrible. It's not a bad film. You just end up left feeling kind of empty at the end of it. Which I can't imagine was necessarily what they were going for. I think they were going for a ooh, and I had to Google it. And this is you know one of those. I had to Google what the ending meant, and I went, really? It was that like the film made you go really, and then when you look up what it actually all means, you go really. That was the best you could come up with. Um, just. I feel disappointing. I feel disappointed and could have done so many so many other things with it. Um computer games wise, I've only been playing one game. Uh, I've been playing Breakpoint, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, I got the season pass. Uh, honestly, value for money. Paying nine quid for the season pass that should have been thirty-three. And having played a big chunk of the season pass. It's probably worth 33 quid. You've got X amount of game from it. Um, I finished the rest of chapter 2. I finished all of chapter 3. I started on... I don't even know what you'd call it. It was just more missions, basically. So there's this thing where there's gas. Areas of the map have got gas. So then you get a gas mask. And you got to change the gas filters on the gas mask. It was cool. Apart from the last mission, which was just batshit bonkers mental and I'm like you've put too many points of failure in this mission you got to get into a base without getting detected which I tried a bajillion times and it got harder every time I tried it I, I was mo- most successful on the first time which is often the case than any other time then you've got to get a guy then you got to take the guy to a plane you got to fly the plane you got to land the plane flying the plane Awful. Landing the plane, nah, impossible. And getting between the two, just just not happening. Uh, actually managed to complete that yesterday. Um, and then there's another one of these. So this was like, you get a load of Rainbow Six characters. I've now got Rainbow Six characters as my team. And I'm like, this is, this is great. So I went on to another one, which is a faction mission one. Now, faction missions are generally... Do this, 
rinse and repeat. But I'm like, hey, this is like a, a an event. So it's not going to be like that. And boy, was I wrong. Because that's exactly what it is. It's do this. Once you've done that, do it again. And it's super dull. I was like, wow, you're really letting me down here. Really letting me down here. This is not good. Once I get this finished off, there is, another, there is a thing you can do where you can switch the game over to another mode, another one of these, slightly different, set three months after um, where you are, and you can do more missions, apparently. So, kind of looking forward to seeing what that's like. Uh, what it does is it brings back the handler, Karen Bowman, from Wildlands, so that'll be interesting to see what that's like. Um... But yeah, I felt I was cooking on gas and then hit these faction missions and was just like, this is, this is not good. There we go. That's it. That's the week. The week that was. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. And I will catch you next time. So there we go. Watch things that. Another one done. Another week gone. Where do they all go? Into the ether. That's where. Before you leave us, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Click for notifications. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. You can get in touch with us. It's the shortest version about our website. There's a multitude of ways you can get in touch with us. Just say hi. It's the, uh, it's the neighbourly thing to do. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. This is a Cookie Cast production.